It is Mailbag Monday, and you all came through with the questions, whether it's about Joel Embiid's return or a realistic Ben Simmons trade date. Plus, how worried should we be about the Sixers' four-game losing streak? That's right now on Locked On Sixers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome into Locked On Sixers. I am your host, Serena Winters, former Sixers sideline reporter, been covering the NBA for over a decade now, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I love serving up content to Sixers fans. I really do. Don't forget, you can always tweet me at Serena Winters. I love to hear from you, whether it's comments on the show, questions, you name it. You can also find me on Instagram at Serena underscore Winters. And that's actually where I got a ton of the mailbag questions from the listeners for this show. So feel free to find me there as well. Would love for you to follow, like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. Every day, we are free and available on all platforms. Gotta love that. I want to start out by sending positive vibes to Dave Yeager and his family. On Saturday after the Pacers game, the Sixers assistant coach informed his team that he would be stepping away to treat cancer of the head and neck that he was diagnosed with just a few weeks ago. He told ESPN's Adrian Wojnowski that he is two weeks into radiation and chemotherapy treatments, and as much as he wants to be around the team, and it's really been his refuge in a sense, he can't do the treatments he needs to do while he's on the road, so he's going to be stepping away. He did say that there is an expectation to come back and coach again this season, which is great, And he also said he feels like he's very lucky. They caught this in stage one, and supposedly that has over 90% chance of a cure rate, which is just absolutely great news. You know, I want to take a quick minute here just to echo Jaeger's message about taking action. And the reason for me is because I lost my father to cancer when I was 12 years old, and I would have given anything for that to be caught sooner and to have been able to spend more time with him. Unfortunately, with my father, it wasn't the case. They caught it much too far on. And so Jaeger was saying that he had to be really proactive about finding out. He said that he had noticed a lump on his throat about a year and three months ago. He called one of his doctors and they didn't think it was anything to worry about. And then when he realized the lump wasn't getting any smaller several weeks ago, so this had been over a year, he contacted his doctors again and got another scan, which came back as stage one cancer of the head and neck. But as he said, thankfully, they caught it as soon as they did. So if you're worried about something, just be proactive about your health. And my thoughts are with Jaeger's family. All right, now it's on to Sixers basketball. I know that he would want us to be talking about it. So the Sixers-Pacers game the other night. Look, I don't want to completely hash it out, but I do want to talk about some of the things that can be concerns moving forward. First and foremost, the Sixers have now dropped four straight. I mean, there's just absolutely no sugar sugarcoating that. There's not. 
But the biggest issue I have with the other night and something we have to keep tabs on moving forward is the Sixers' defense. Specifically in transition. I mean, granted, it is tough, right, to judge this team's defense without Joel Embiid, but the transition defense the other night and for other games as well, it's, it's been worrisome. I mean, there were several points in that game where you are just watching Indiana rip by our guys. And again, I know the Sixers are without their best defenders right now. But at some point, you just got to get back on D. It's just sprinting and getting low and getting back. That's it. It's not half-court defensive schemes we're talking about here. And the Pacers had 58 points in the paint. 21 points in transition. That is double what the Pacers score off the break on an average night. It's not like there's some great transition def- or transition team. On an individual level for the Sixers, Seth Curry just did not look himself. Could it be the foot contusion that he had had a few days ago? Maybe. But just didn't seem like he was flowing in the offense. I mean, quite frankly, didn't seem utilized in the offense as well as he could have been the other night. And yes, the defensive shortcomings were also on display. Also some bad news. Danny Green left the second half limping on Saturday night after grabbing his left hamstring and going back to the locker room. Remember, this is the same hamstring that he injured November 1st against the Trailblazers. Then he missed the next three games. So we're going to have to keep tabs on this. Doc Rivers did not have much of an update on it after the game. On a positive note, I was encouraged by Tobias Harris, at least in the first half. I mean, offensively, he was awesome in the first half. First quarter, he had 17 points, but it wasn't just that he had 17 points. It was the way in which he scored those 17 points, the versatility of it. I mean, whether it was spot of threes, backdoor cuts, his mid-post game. I mean, he was popping in the first half. Just would have wanted to see that transfer over to the second half. And most importantly, that fourth quarter, where the Sixers needed it most. And Harris had just two points in the fourth. Gonna need more from him in the fourth quarters. And hey, look, Tyrese Maxey, he is still Tyrese Maxey. (laughs) So that's a positive. I will say that defensively, his struggles did show, you know, signs of his age. He'll grow into those things, but you did see the misreads, the bad fouls, stuff he can certainly get better at. A lot of that is film watching, dedication to that. Oh, and by the way, only 24 points, Maxey? Slacker. Come on now. (laughs) After back-to-back over 30 nights, you could do better than 24. I kid, of course. I still think it's crazy that Maxey became the youngest 76er to have back-to-back 30-point games, even surpassing Allen Iverson. I'm still blown away by that. 
But that is enough talk of that Sixers-Pacers game. Coming up, the mailbag gets opened. We are talking about timelines. What is the earliest Joel Embiid returns? How soon, realistically, can Ben Simmons be traded? Coming up. All right, NBA fanatics, have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Prize picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. And all of your users that deposit and use your promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code NBA. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, it is time for Mailbag Monday. We're going to mix this up a bit. I had a lot of Sixers questions. I had a lot of questions about my job. I had some personal questions. I'm going to get to as many as I can today. I plan on doing mailbags every Monday, so you can shoot me your questions at any time, but I will always put up a post both on Instagram and Twitter on Sunday mornings. And if you respond, I will go through and I will see you. So I put all of those, you know, basically in a file and go through and try to get to as many as I can. If I didn't get to you today, I'll try to get to you next week. But let's kick it off with Jake, who asked me on Instagram, when is Joel Embiid coming back? Jake, it's a great question because the Sixers are one and four without him and are missing him badly. Um, but based on a minimum 10-day quarantine, which is in the league's health and safety protocols for vaccinated players who test positive for COVID and are symptomatic, as is Joel's case, the earliest Joel could possibly return would be Thursday, November 18th against the Nuggets. That's the earliest. It's been exactly a week since Joel tested positive for COVID. That was on Monday, November 8th. And the last we heard from Doc Rivers is he was still recovering, so we can't give you an exact date on that, but hopefully that gives you a timeline of how those health and safety protocols work and how long the players have to wait. This next question coming from Turco 122 how soon can Ben Simmons realistically be traded? This is a good question, and... It's going to take me a minute to answer here because there's several different bullet points that if you really want to understand the answer, I'm going to try to explain to you. Technically, Ben Simmons can be traded at any time from now up until 3 p.m. Eastern on February 10th, right? But the same cannot be said for guys that the Sixers want to target in a trade. Or for some other players that are on the Sixers roster that could potentially be packaged in a trade. Are you confused? (laughs) I'll try to explain it to you. So what do I mean by that? Let me start with the first part of that answer, which is 
the Philly trade targets. So the majority of players who signed contracts this past offseason are not eligible to be traded until December 15th, right? And this is a ton of players. This is guys like DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, Kemba Walker, the list goes on. If you want to see a full list, I know you can find it online. If you're wondering why this is the case, this December 15th date, I mean, basically it's just in the CBA. The NBA CBA says that a free agent who signs with an NBA team cannot be traded for three months or until December 15th, whichever is later, right? So that's one side of it. But then there's the Sixers side of things, which is that if the Sixers want to include certain players in a trade, there are some that also cannot be traded until after December 15th. Those guys are Andre Drummond, Danny Green, or George Niang. So if Daryl Morey wants to use any of those players in a trade, he also has to wait until that December 15th date. But there's more. <laughs> there's also a list of players that can't be traded until January 15th. So this is a month later. Why? Again, it's in the CBA. It's a smaller group of players, but basically it constitutes players who met a certain criteria. Of, and this is directly from the CBA. Not only did they re-sign with their previous team this offseason, but they also got a raise of at least 20%. Their salary is worth more than the minimum and their team was over the cap using bird or early bird rights to sign them. So some notable players in that group are guys like John Collins, Josh Hart, Derek Rose, Gary Trent Jr., to name a few. Again, you can find those, those lists online if you're curious about how many players are on them. But also, the other side of it for the Sixers, Furkan Korkmaz is also in that, le that list. Meaning that if the Sixers want to include Korkmaz in a deal in that Ben Simmons trade, they would also have to wait until January 15th. And just to confuse you a little bit more, there is also a small subset of additional players that can't be traded until even later. And that has to do with players who recently signed veteran contract extensions. It's not a ton, but I am going to bring up two of those players in particular. Since the Boston Celtics have been reported to have inquired about Ben Simmons. So one of those guys is Marcus Smart, who cannot be traded until January 25th. Another one of those guys is Robert Williams, who can't be traded until January 30th. Again, there's some other players on that list. Feel free to look them up. But hopefully that gives you an idea of certain dates that are very important. December 15th being a big one. January 15th also being a pretty big one. And the only reason I really brought up, you know, the Marcus Smart, the Robert Williams, is because the Celtics did inquire about Ben Simmons and because when the Celtics were in trade talks last year for other players, we know that Marcus Smart and Robert Williams 
were two of the guys that were in those talks. So you would think that the Celtics probably have those guys in their talks again. Not to say that the Sixers want those guys. I mean, it's been reported that who the Sixers would want would be Jalen Brown and the Celtics aren't going to give him up. We've already talked about that. But that's a long way of telling you that I don't think Ben Simmons is getting traded until after December 15th. And I'd go even farther and say, wouldn't be surprised if it's until January because of the aforementioned, right? That especially if it's going to be a multi-team trade. All right, how do we only get to three questions here? Crazy, crazy, crazy. We've got more mailbag coming up. Um, this time I will look at some of the more personal questions as well, not just the basketball Sixers questions. But first, let me tell you about Bilt Bar. Not only are they delicious, but they're low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein. And boy, do I love a good bar. Let me tell you, if you've been listening to the podcast at all, you know by now. I carry snacks with me wherever I go. I'm talking backpacks, purses, car, pocket, you name it. I gotta have my snacks. You don't want to see me hangry. I'm telling you right now. And Built Bar makes sure that nobody sees me hangry. As long as I've got plenty of Built Bars with me, I'm good. And I'm loving the coconut Built Bar right now. I love that flavor. Raspberry is pretty good too. So delicious. Covered in 100% real chocolate. And there's new surprises all month. There's limited time flavors. And there's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Reading your questions really is so much fun for me. I got a lot of Philly questions, so I'm going to start out with this one. I was asked, what is my favorite casual spot to eat in Philly? First of all, I think Philly is one of the most underrated food cities in America. It's incredible. I love it. Um, But for a casual spot to eat in Philly, I will tell you that there is this sandwich shop that I used to go to before every Sixers home game. I'd call in a sandwich and bring it to the game and eat it there. It's called Tortoreses on 20th Street. It's near Rittenhouse Square. I loved it. Um, I think it's delicious. And something a little... I guess not as casual, but I'm craving some dim sum right now. I love dim sum. And so I loved going to Bing Bing Dim Sum and Passyunk on a, you know, Friday night. Um, I, I think it's delicious. So those are a couple of my faves. Next question is, did you, Zoo and Ala, get to fly with the team? Yes. Yes, we did. Um, Zoo and Ala sat right in front of me on the team plane. I sat my first year with our, um, associate producer. And then the second year I sat with our director and then our producer would sit right behind me. So we had our great little crew of people, um, towards the back of the plane and how it worked for us and how it works for most teams is you've got your player section in the front, you've got your coaching section 
towards the middle and then you've got the other section towards the back which is where we were the traveling broadcast partner media group um the PR personnel, maybe some trainers back there, some other personnel. So that's kind of how the plane is split up. But it was a great time and I am forever grateful for it. I'm also getting a lot of questions about my experiences with Zoo. So I think I'm just going to have to call up Zoo tomorrow and get him on the pod so that we can talk about it. So that will be to be continued. Somebody else asked, favorite away venue? Now, this is just coincidence that the Sixers just played the Pacers because I absolutely loved going to the Fieldhouse in Indiana. That venue is just amazing inside. Um, You feel like you're outside in a way because of looking up when they have all their windows open. It's just a beautiful, beautiful venue. And also... What you'll come to find out with media members is we also rank venues based off of where our seats are and what our view of the game is. And I remember in Indiana, the PR staff there always gave us great courtside seats so you could really see everything that happened in the game. And that's a huge impact on your experience and your job. So I always enjoyed going to the field house in Indiana. So this next question, I'm only going to answer because for some reason... I got more questions about this um, than anything else. Um, But people are asking about my workout routine, my eating habits, mental health practices. And all I can tell you is that um, I try to stay really active. So I will ride the Peloton as much as I can throughout the week. Maybe it's four to five times a week. Um, And I like to strength train. So I make sure to lift weights on those days as well. So one day I'll, you know, do maybe Peloton and then let's call it a half an hour of upper body strength training and then maybe 10 minutes of core. Um, Another day I'll do 20 minutes of Peloton and 45 minutes of lower body strength training and then maybe 20 minutes of core. Um, And in terms of eating, I grew up pretty healthy. My dad was always very um, concerned about eating healthy, so I've always enjoyed eating healthy. With that being said, I'm a huge believer in just moderation. Like, I will absolutely have ice cream for dessert or splurge on those, you know, french fries and pizza um, when I want. But I just try to eat as healthy as I can, be as active as I can. And then in terms of mental health practices, people are asking about like yoga and meditation. I do try to do yoga um, once a week, and it's actually with a yoga instructor in Philly, and his name is Matthew Shaw Yoga, if you are interested. He also does Zoom classes and all of that. So that's about that. I feel awkward talking about my workout routine and eating habits, uh, but for whatever reason, that was a very popular question. All right, so last question for the day um, is play-by-play something you want to pursue, and that is from Yabrons on Instagram. Thanks for asking. Um, Yes, absolutely. For those that are listening, you probably don't know, I actually started in play-by-play when I was in college. So I was broadcasting for the radio station um, at UC Santa Barbara and was calling 
the men's and women's basketball games from 91.9 FM in Santa Barbara. Shout out KCSB Radio. And then I also called games after college for a semi-professional basketball team for a channel called Channel 17 out in Santa Barbara and did that there as well. So I absolutely love calling games. It is a huge, huge, huge passion of mine. Um, in this industry, I just happened to, you know, after college, when you are looking for jobs in this line of work, you kind of figure out where you can get work. And this is the reporting aspect is where I am now, but I absolutely will continue to pursue play by play. So thanks for asking. All right, guys. Well, don't look now, but the, uh, Washington wizards are sitting at the top of the Eastern conference. So tomorrow we are going to look at where the Sixers sit, their power rankings in the East. And by the way, thank you so much for participating in today's podcast. Let me know what you think about doing a mailbag. Um, I'm sure there's could be better ways to do it or you have some suggestions. I am always open to it. Thank you so much for listening and for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. And if you're looking for some gambling insight, check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And guess what? We'll see you tomorrow.